well, well, well. <laughs> Where do I even begin? Other than hi, welcome. Welcome to uh, Dear Matchmaker. I am your host with the most matchmaker and dating coach, Kat Cantrell. And it has been some months. There has been a lot that has happened in these last couple of months. And I I made it my goal to say to myself, okay, because there's been so much activity and so many things that have been going on these last couple of months personally uh, and professionally that I promised myself, okay, you know, you know, it's just like exercise. Like when you stop doing something, like the, the farther the distance is, the harder it is to like jump back in. Not to say that it's difficult to jump back in and say hello to all of you, but to get it to a point where it's like, okay, I need to come back. It's been a couple of months. I'm regrouping. I'm here. So I made it my uh, my goal to get back to it and to start releasing new episodes here on Dear Matchmaker. And so here I am. Um, I made a promise that by July 1st that I would be here. And uh, here we are. So welcome to the show. If we've never met before, I am thrilled and honored that you have stumbled upon this podcast because the goal here on Dear Matchmaker, of course, is to provide you with the tools that you need in order to have an empowered dating life, to make better choices, to get out of your own ways, to have greater clarity of really what it is that you need in a relationship versus what you want because the two of them sometimes do not align. Eh, 60-40, really. And to let you know you're not alone, because here at Dear Matchmaker, the goal here is to bring singles together here uh, virtually uh, here at Dear Matchmaker to answer your questions. So I am going to be answering your questions today, uh, one of your questions. So if you, as you're listening, as you're listening to this podcast, if you ever want to submit a question for me to answer, sometimes I'll just answer it right there in the DMs. So sometimes people will reach out and be like, hey, what do you think about this or that? And I'll just answer it. And they always go, oh, I thought you were just going to do this on the podcast, <laughs> which I, I mean, I can do both. I can do both. Um, but about a month and a half ago. So if you're not following me on Instagram, I don't know why. So follow me on Instagram, Kat Cantrell, C-A-T-C-A-N-T-R-I-L-L. Um, follow me over there. Anyway, I did uh, a little survey in my stories where I asked you what kind of topics or what kind of things that you would like for me to cover. And although here on Dear Matchmaker, I do love to answer your questions. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic more so than just answering your questions. But before I do, let me just remind you, this show is a labor of love. It is brought to you by my agency, which is called The Heart Agency. Uh, we offer matchmaking, dating coaching, singles events. Uh, we also have seminars. Uh, I give workshops and coming spring of 2024... I am going to have a women's retreat. So please stay tuned somewhere warm, somewhere exotic, somewhere with beautiful waters. <laughs> so you heard it here first. It's going to happen. Uh, I am uh, a woman with plans. I'm a woman with plans. So you heard it from me here first. So this is brought to you by The Heart Agency. You can always visit. Uh, if you want more information, make sure to go to theheartagency.com. Okay. Before I dive into today's topic, 
which was brought to you by me by like two or three different times I've had this topic presented to me. And so I thought, okay, I might as well, I'm going to address it today. Give my little cat spin on it. Give my two cents on it because you know, I'm a no nonsense. I kind of call it out. I'm the person that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And so I thought I would give my own little cat spin on today's topic. But before I do, let me just tell you what's been going on in my life real quick. Um, So these last couple of months have been a whirlwind. So I have moved. So decided to put my home on the market, which I had been in that home, uh, raised both my kids in that home uh, since 2011. And I bought it as a single mom. It was a lot, it was a lot more difficult than what I expected when I moved from that home. Because when I, when I moved in, I had moved in from the trailer park. So went through my divorce. My ex-husband had kicked me out, um, with my kids. We lived in a tiny two bedroom apartment in a little tiny town. And then I was able to find somewhere for us to live, um, in the bigger city here in Cedar Rapids. And so I lived in the trailer park for a couple of years. And so moving into this condo was like a huge, like I did it, I made it. Um, it was a huge like symbol of, of what I can do. And, and it, it, it kind of catapulted everything in my life. When I moved into that condo, it made me look at my life differently. It made me look at my value differently and who I dated, all of those things. And so moving from that condo was kind of a, it was a little bit, it was a little emotional. So Brian and I, um, put it on the market. And then, uh, after it was on the market, we, uh, found a place very, very quickly. And so we moved. So I've moved in the last couple of months and we're living in this beautiful home. And, um, One of the things that I have discovered about myself is that I, my style is what they call maximalism. And so there's three things in this life that I, that I, that really bring me, um, well, there's a lot of things that bring me joy, but the things that I kind of geek out about is dating and matchmaking and love, of course, uh, decorating and fashion. So I love, that's one of the reasons why it got me into image consulting and, um, decorating. Well, like, I just love, and if you've ever been at my office here at the Heart Agency or have seen pictures of my office, you know, like kind of my aesthetic and what I love. And so it's been awesome diving into this new home. It's like a blank slate. I'm starting to put up wallpaper and you can, of course, look at my journey on, on um, Instagram. And not only that, but my business has completely taken off to the point where I have waitlist only. So if you are interested in working with me, you can always contact me. Um, you can either email me cat at the or you can set up an appointment through the website. Um, but it's waitlist only right now. So I have been balancing that of, of, I have these incredible matchmaking clients and coaching clients that I have, um, really dived and put all of my time and energy into because that's just the kind of person I am in the, in the work that I do. And then couple weeks ago, Brian and I decided we're going to get married on August 5th. So (laughs) just a few things going on, um, here at the heart agency. So not only personally, but professionally, and I owe a lot of gratitude just for all of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in after my little hiatus for three months. Thank you for believing in dear matchmaker for believing in my work. I'm so grateful for all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm getting married five weeks, I think at the time of this recording, I think it's five weeks. So that is incredibly exciting to me. Okay. 
are we ready to dive into today's topic and put my little cat spin on it? Even though it's not my cat spin, but like when I say that, it's just I'm going to give you my own opinion and, and how I feel about it. Um, so it's kind of a buzzword, just like, you know, it's interesting. When I was single, I was single all through, let's see, all through the 10s. Is that not through the 10s? No, that's not true. Because I became single in 2006, and then I met Brian in 2014, I believe. Or I was single in two, yeah, two, single in 2000. No, it was 2007, 2014 is when I met Brian. Um, and and then he moved in in 2015. That's right. So a lot's changed since then because they didn't have attachment theory was not a thing back then. Gaslighting wasn't a thing. All of these different like buzzwords that people use, like we just kind of figured that that's, I mean, back, you know, in when I was dating, I didn't really, couldn't really explain people's behavior other than, oh, well, maybe they're just this way or they're just that way. And so today is brought to my attention from a, from a couple of different, uh, on a couple of different occasions that you all want me to talk about love bombing. And I think I want to give full disclosure. I'm not a therapist. As you all know, I am a coach. However, I feel that knowing what this is and having a comprehension and understanding of what it is versus overusing it and not understanding the context. And because it's really easy to hmm, label things when we don't have a full comprehension. So it's really for easy for us to say, okay, this is love bombing or you're gaslighting me or you're a narcissist. That's another one that's used a lot is this person's a narcissist and this person's a narcissist. And I know there's different types of narcissism and I'm not going to go into that. I've done an episode on narcissists. Um, you can go back. Mm, maybe I'll put the link into the show notes and you can take a listen to that by a licensed therapist. Um, I had an interview with her. But when it comes to love bombing, I always, I haven't done an episode on this yet because I kind of wanted to gather my thoughts about it because I, I think it can be really dangerous to overlabel things when not having a full comprehension of what it is. And I feel that people almost do this as a way to protect themselves from the fear of getting close to somebody. And so as I was doing my research on love bombing, research meaning like what's the Webster, you know, what's the, what's the definition? I mean, I knew what love bombing is, but what is the additional data that's out there about it? And I found an article from Cleveland Clinic, um, which is a reliable health source. They had this whole, they had this whole article on, I'd much rather go to a reliable medical source to get some additional information about it versus, you know, someone's blog post or whatnot. So and it was listed on there um, and they talk about love bombing because it can, when you're in a true love bombing situation, it's probably borderline abuse. And sometimes when you're love bombed and you find yourself in, in a situation with somebody that is toxic and abusive, um, there's domestic violence that's involved. And so when we're being loved by somebody initially and if they are coming on super strong, it can be really easy to step back and say, okay, this person's love bombing me versus is this person anxiously attached, right? Because as I was like really kind of diving in, okay, what are the true signs and what are things to look for? Because that's what I'm here. That's what I'm here to, to um, share with all of you. 
I still think it's a, it's, it's, this is something that if you feel that you're being truly love bombed by somebody, I feel like that there's two ways to really know whether or not you're being love bombed. The first way is, does this person respect your boundaries? So when I'm going to go through all the symptoms or all the signs of, of what love, love bombers do, but I think I just want to mention this first before I go into that, is that there's two, there's two tall signs of that you're being love bombed. First is that the person doesn't respect your boundaries. So if you feel that they're coming on too strong and you tell them that, hey, this is making me a little uncomfortable and they take a step back and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, you know, that wasn't my intention. I, and they respect your boundaries. And then that to me is a sign that they're not love bombing you because love bombers don't honor boundaries. The whole point of love bombing is to control the other person and to manipulate them into a relationship with them by showering them with lots of love and attention at the very beginning, right? So if you're feeling that way and if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable and you say, hey, this is my boundary, I don't feel comfortable with this, and they respect that, most likely they're not a love bomber. It just means that they really like you. And those with anxious attachment, can be, that's really easy for my anxious attachment friends to fall. Sorry, I'm like, words <laughs> can fall really head over heels with, for somebody very, very quickly. And so I, I just, I want you to keep that in mind. So that's the first, that's the first thing, you know, do they respect your boundary? And second, are your friends and family saying, wow, this is moving too fast. What's going on? If there's people in your life that feel that, um, there is something that's going on with that relationship, then that is also kind of a like a sign that possibly you're being love bombed. But let me go into let me go into all of the definition and all of the things because again, I can see a lot of how people, especially if you've been dating somebody who's anxiously attached, and maybe they can be a love bomber too, right? They could be anxiously attached and then they can also be love bomber, be a love bomber. But I feel like those that are love bombers are ones that are trying to control and manipulate somebody. They're not just, they're just not looking for somebody to love. They're looking to really kind of control the other person. And so as I'm going through this, I kind of, this is why I just want you to pay attention because you might, if you are in your, in a relationship with somebody who's anxiously attached, you might see some of these same patterns, but it's not the same thing. Okay. So let's dive into it. So the true fact about love bombing is that it is truly a form of emotional and psychological abuse. So the whole goal is for a love bomber to lavishly. So the definition is the action or practice of lavishing someone with attention or affection, especially to influence or manipulate them. So that's the definition of what love bombing is. But when I was doing some research on the signs of what to look for, I think that, again, I think it's really important to, to make sure and be more objective. And maybe if you feel that you're in a position where you're being love bombed to ask somebody else's opinion, because someone who, someone who has, trying to find the right words, let me explain a little bit about kind of like my, you know me, I'm going to tell you my personal stuff. So I was a firm believer when I was single, I never watched any rom-coms. 
I didn't believe in romance. I thought romance was made up because all of my, my ex-husband was a love bomber. I mean, when I went back through and looked at this, like he absolutely like right off the bat gave me all these gifts. He gave me like, um, this jewelry that had his initials in it that he wanted me to wear. My ex-husband was very manipulative and very controlling. And so when I looked at this, I was like, okay, I can see that pattern with my ex-husband. But because I felt that I went through that whole experience with him, I correlated that with romance. So like, I didn't understand, I couldn't seem to separate the two, the, the two between is somebody really into me and they're romantically showing interest or is someone into me enough to where they want to love bomb me to control me? And I think that that's valid. And so I, since I went through that experience with my ex-husband, I had put so many walls up around me to the point where I had convinced myself that romance was dead. Romance was dead. It's not a thing. Um, I need to, you know, if someone starts to show any kind of ro romance, then they're going to probably be, and back then they didn't even have a word for it. Like I didn't even know. I was like, okay, if they're going to start treating me in this way where they're going to start to romance me, they want something from me. Like that was always my headspace where I was like, they're going to do something for me. They're going to do this, you know, to show me this or show me that. What do they want? I'm like, what do they want? What do they want? And I think, again, this is a defense mechanism. This was a way for me to protect myself. This was because of my previous experience with my ex-husband. Now, when I met Brian, right off the bat, our very first date, he was very romantic, right off the bat. And if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, make sure and go back and listen to it. And we talk about the paper parasols and all of that. Now, if I was not open to romance and if I didn't understand that there are people out there who truly are romantic individuals who are doing these actions not for something in return or to control or to manipulate you, but people have these actions because they want to show their appreciation towards you. It's a totally different game. Not game. You know what I mean, right? It's totally, completely different experience. And until I was ready to understand that I was deserving of romance and that I had to let my guard down to let somebody in and that not all romance is love bombing. Do you hear me? Not all romance is love bombing and it's okay to want romance in your relationships. In fact, I highly, highly encourage it. I have men that come into this office that want to be taught how to romance because they have it in them and they're like, I can't, I can't seem to figure it out. Don't you worry. I got you. Um, I feel that that's part of all of this is understanding the difference between love bombing and someone who's being truly romantic because they want to show you appreciation, not because they're trying to control you. Because I've, I've had clients in the past who have come to me and they got to, they start to get to know somebody and they're like, I'm being love bombed. And I'm like, okay, no, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. What makes you think that you're being love bombed versus why do you think, you know, how, how do you not know? that this person is just not showing you appreciation. So I just, I, I want to make sure and share that with you because I think we're so protective of ourselves. We're so protective of our heart. 
We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be vulnerable. I get it. I've been there. I've been that person. But man, you're missing out on so much to the point where I feel like people are so afraid now to be romantic because they're so afraid to have these labels on them, even though it's not true. Even though they're not love bombing you, they're just showing you appreciation. And I think, again, that's the difference. So let's talk about it, okay? Um, so in my, re- in my research, according to this website for um, the Cleveland um, Health Clinic, which is a reliable source, and maybe should I put, I don't know. Am I going to put that in the show notes? Maybe so. Um, so there are three phases of love bombing. So these are three phases that you... This is, this is probably going to help you understand whether or not someone is romancing, you know, just trying to romance you to show you appreciation, true appreciation, or if they are love bombing you into controlling you, right? Okay. So number one is the idealization phase. So the idealization phase is the very, very beginning. So this is when they completely bombard you with lots of love, lots of affection, lots of gifts. Um, and they draw you in and convince you to let your guard down. So this is the very, very beginning stages. So lots of love, lots of appreciation. And here's, here is kind of, if there's something inside of you that says, okay, they don't know much about me, but I'm, I'm receiving large amounts of, you know, basically love bombing is like, there is literally like, it's a love bomb. Like, like, like it's an explosion. It's not like a gradual thing, right? It's like to a point where it is overwhelming, just completely overwhelming, right? So they draw you in, they convince you to let your guard down. They're giving you lots of gifts. They're showering with you with lots of love. They are continuously telling you, maybe even kind of really early telling you that they love you. So this is called the idealization phase. So that's phase number one. Phase number two is called the devaluation phase. And this is when after kind of that, like the bombing, like kind of disintegrates, then the second phase comes into play to where the red flags start to appear But since you have already been bombed by this person, love bombed by this person, you're kind of clouded. You've got these rose-colored glasses on. You are, um, like, starting to see the red flags, but you're, like, "Mm," um, starting to overlook what those are. And at this point in time, this is when the person can start to exert control over you, and they become more demanding of your time. So you start seeing the red flags. They start to want to control you a little bit more. They um, are more demanding of your time and they get super upset when you make plans without them. So you can see how that might be interpreted more as like also as an anxious attachment, right? So this is where it kind of, I mean, to me, if you're anxious attachment, they want to spend all their time and energy with you and the space can be really difficult. But if you're communicating that space with them, again, it's all about boundaries, respecting each other's boundaries, understanding, you know, communicating and understanding what that is. But the love bomber, if you're making plans without them, it's when they get super, super angry and almost to the point where they want to alienate you from your friends, right? So that's another sign 
So they, they want you to alienate you from your friends. They want to um, have you all to themselves. And then they gaslight you for thinking that nothing is wrong with their behavior, right? So they make you think that it's kind of your problem or your, like there's something wrong with you and that their behavior is completely acceptable, okay? So the second phase is when things get really messed up and they you may feel isolated or alone or nobody understands and you're spending all of your time and energy with that person and you, you, you say to yourself, gosh, I'm not spending any time with my friends anymore. I'm not spending any time with my family anymore. These again are warning signs um, because somebody who really truly loves you and shows you appreciation is going to want you to spend time with your friends and family because they're going to probably want to spend, you know, they're going to want you spend you to spend time with your friends and family. They don't want to take you away. They want to enhance your life, right? Okay. Number three. So the third phase in the love bombing phase is the discard phase. So this is when you confront them about their behavior or try to establish boundaries where you're like, no, I'm going to go see my mom or no, I'm going to go hang out with my friends tonight. And you put those boundaries up. And when you confront them, they refuse to cooperate. They refuse to listen. And they, because you're setting those boundaries, they're like, well, you must not love me anyway. Or, um, they take, they refuse to take any kind of accountability for their controlling behavior. And so they'll break up with you. So they'll abandon the relationship and this can leave you completely confused. Like, what did I do? Like, you can see how that can be a slippery slope because you're like, oh my gosh, they broke up with me because I'm spending time with my friends and family or because of doing this or because I'm doing that. And then they leave you and then you're like, oh my gosh. And especially if you're a pleaser, especially if you are an anxious attachment, like someone who leaves you, it makes you second guess. And um, as they're gaslighting you on the way out, it can make you second guess. Oh my gosh, maybe this is my fault. Maybe if I would have done this, maybe if I would have done that. Right? So let me tell you the seven signs. So those are the three different phases of love bombing. Now, these are the seven signs to look for to determine whether or not you feel like you're being love bombed. But I think ultimately the true test is you being able to have enough self-worth, understanding your value and being able to set boundaries. I think that in itself, if you have, if you struggle with that, I highly encourage you to go to a therapist, highly, highly encourage you to go to a therapist or have an accountability partner who's going to be able to hold you accountable to set those boundaries. So to me, setting the boundaries and then having other people looking from your relationship from the outside in, those are the two like for sure tall tale signs on whether or not you're in a love bombing relationship. Okay. So here are seven signs. Number one, needless gifts, like gifts, all of a sudden they start just giving you gifts right off the bat. And you're just like, I don't understand. Like we don't really know each other. And you're already giving me, you know, this necklace or you're already like buying me expensive clothing or something along those lines that just like, it seems too early to get this kind of an expensive gift. So that's warning number one. Number two, they're an extreme rush to lock things down. So they're the ones that want to label things super quick, make it Facebook, Facebook official. They, uh, more quicker than, than, uh, than normal. And I think, I think it's really important for my anxious friends. Listen, I know that you, for my anxious friends, they really want to label things very quickly because they have this fear of losing the intimacy, right? And it's not that they, it's not that they're afraid of 
necessarily losing you is that they they are afraid of your ability of loving them back. And so when they feel like they put a label on it, they're like, whoo, that gives them account that gives them like confirmation. Okay. This person really loves me. So again, I feel that sometimes this can be confused with the anxious attachment. So I think I just want to kind of, you know, as I'm saying this, I just want to kind of keep that in mind because sometimes they want to label things sooner than later. Okay. It doesn't mean that they're a love bomber and they're trying to control you. It just means that sometimes they want to label things sooner than later. So that's number two. Number three, they're always demanding of your time. So a love bomber is always demanding of your time, your undivided attention, right? And they're always available, always available. Number four, this goes with boundary holding. They can't take no for an answer. Big warning sign. Big, big warning sign. Even on the first date, if like someone says, hey, let's... um." let's just grab one more drink. And you're like, "Mm, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm, I think I'm all right. And they're like, no, I think you need to have another drink. So you're setting a boundary and them pushing back. This is already a mm, little warning sign should be going off at that point. They're not respecting your boundary. Okay. So they can't take no for an answer. So that's, uh, number four, number five, they, um, they like you better when you are alone. So they might, if you're out and about and you're hanging out with your friends, they can be like, oh gosh, you're different when you're with your friends than you are when, I like you better when it's just us two. I like it better when it's just us two. I don't like it when we're having to hang out with so-and-so and so-and-so. I like it when it's just us. Or I like, I like you better when you're like this. Because here's the thing. If you're in a healthy, thriving relationship, they're going to, they are going to like all, all, all parts of you all parts of you. So again, that's another warning sign. Um, number six, they over communicate their love for you. So, you know, love you. I love you. Like lots and lots and lots of like overly communicate their love for you. Again, this is, can, this can be a warning sign. And number seven, at the end of it, you feel overwhelmed and you feel uneasy and you feel off balance. So I think intuitively, so I have this saying in dating is that it's like the triad, okay? So when we leave a date, the first thing that kicks in is our intuition. Like, how did we feel? Because that's kind of like initially before the brain kicks in and starts to evaluate it. And like mathematically, like, blah, 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 we're not a fit because da, 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 da. Intuitively... When you walk off of the date, like when you initially have that feeling, that to me is the most important thing. So understanding and paying attention to that. How did your body, how does your body feel when you're around that person? Are you uneasy? Then that's probably not a good sign. Um, Are you really anxious around them? Not a good sign. Not chemistry. It's not chemistry. It's anxiety. Okay. If they make you uneasy, if you don't feel comfortable around them, that's a that's a warning sign. Because here's the thing. If we don't listen to ourselves intuitively, then our brain kicks in. And our brain, especially for anxiously attached or avoidant, avoidant will the brain will come up with all the reasons why they're not a good fit. The anxious will make up reasons why it's a good fit, right? So we want to listen to ourselves right off the bat. The brain will kick in later. But what does your body say when you're around this person? Listen to it. Listen to it. Okay. So there's my little cat spin on uh, love bombing today. Whew. I did it. I'm back. I'm back. 
I'm back. I'm so excited. I did it. I'm here with you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining me again on uh, another episode of Dear Matchmaker. And uh, if you have any questions that you would like to uh, to submit and you would like for me to answer here, please make sure you can go to uh, theheartagency.com. You can go to dearmatchmaker.com or you can just contact me on Facebook or Instagram at Kat Cantrell. And uh, I have a couple interviews that are coming your way. A lot of exciting things. We're back at it. I'm so happy to have you here. And uh, just remember, true love is waiting for you, right? Okay. And I will see you next time. <laughs>